Hey guys, so welcome to my podcast. Uh, this is the first episode of the Circling Back podcast. Um, and so I'm just kind of going to give you a brief introduction on who I am and kind of just like introduce myself and uh, kind of like who I am, my hobbies, tell you a bit about myself, and then maybe just like things on my mind. I plan on like outlining these episodes moving forward but at the moment I don't really have a plan for how I'm going about this and so we're you're just gonna have to bear with me and we'll navigate through this whole experience together but yeah basically like I am sitting here it's 10 22 p.m and I'm like thinking to myself wow like what am I gonna do to fill in my time so if you don't already know um you know December mid-December at least for most colleges is like the time where we're taking finals and so I pretty much I'm not done with finals because I still have like this huge paper to write I have a research paper that I'm working on at the moment but um you know I'm mostly done and so like I have no more physical exams that I'm taking so I don't know what to do with my time and it feels weird it's like a tease because I'm waiting to go home but I just kind of have to like chill until that day comes. Um, until then, I'm here in Ithaca, New York. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the deal. But basically, hi, my name's Adam Senzon. I am a current sophomore in college. I go to Cornell and I study industrial and labor relations. I'm minoring in law and society and policy analysis and management. And basically, I'm really passionate about, like, all things kind of, like, advocacy-oriented. And I really, I'm I'm passionate about the law, I'm passionate about policy work, sustainability, anything kind of those, um, you know, topics. And so, just to give you a bit more details on, like, kind of what I plan on doing with my future, maybe... I don't even know, like, I plan on going to law school. When I first came to college, it was, like, a no-brainer for me. I was pretty much, like, all in. It was, like, an all-or-nothing type situation where I was, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm going straight through to law school. But I feel like as I've kind of spent more time navigating through my educational experience, I have kind of found myself in this position where I'm not 100% sure if that is the path that I'm going to be taking. And that's only because of the fact that I have a lot of other passions. And given these passions, many of them are intersecting. And so it's just kind of a matter of like whether or not I feel at the end of these four years, I have enough energy left in me to go kind of straight through. But yeah, I think a really common theme with a lot of college students is like, you'll enter college and you'll be so ambitious and you're like so excited for the entire experience of learning. And then you never realize like, oh, well, going to college means doing the work of a college student, not just like, you know, sitting on your ass (laughs) and like hoping that things work out for you. And I mean, obviously it's, it's definitely a case by case thing, but at the end of the day, like you got to work for your future and with that comes burnout. And that's a huge topic I want to cover within this podcast. 
So, yeah, um, you know, yeah, so I think about it and, you know, starting this podcast is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And I feel like I just never got around to it. And I think like I can talk my ear off. Like it's something that I'm really good at doing. Like I'm very good at yapping my mouth as my mother would like to say. (laughs) And so like, I thought, you know, I definitely would be like the perfect person or like personality type for like a podcast. Um, I'm now realizing it's kind of hard, you know, Like, it's a little bit hard to talk for this long. And I used to, when I was in moments of distress, whenever I was feeling, like, really stressed about my life, I would just quite literally talk to myself, like, talk to the thin air as if someone was listening. And I feel like that really helped me a lot. And I think that's something that, I don't know if that's a common thing that a lot of people do, but it's something that really helped me kind of, like, process my thoughts and... Uh, I guess just really like let that emotion out that you end up bottling up when you're experiencing stress. But yeah, um, and so anyways, kind of just like I'm now realizing I haven't even spoken much about like who I am really at my core. So you know I'm a student, you know I go to Cornell and kind of like beyond that you have no clue who I am. So um, I guess like a few of my passions, I mean, I'm your basic kind of like at the end of the day person like I don't know I like fashion and like I love food actually nutrition is one of my hugest passions and that's I think solely kind of like in the past I struggled with kind of like some poor eating habits and I think another really prevalent topic that I'd like to discuss on this podcast is like disordered eating I feel like it's something that many people deal with. And I don't know if this is a bit of a generalization, but I think especially male populations, it gets overlooked and like neglected a lot. I feel like the overall theme of like gym bros and like people working out and like really pushing their bodies and then following these like really strict rules on like what they put in their body and like counting calories and macros so closely is something we see in society a lot and it's just like kind of toxic you know I personally fell into patterns of like hyper fixating on those numbers at one point in my life and no longer do I count any macros because at the end of the day like you really should be eating intuitively it's the healthiest way to live life and I mean I'm not a health expert, so actually do not take anything I say super seriously. Like, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt, but what I found is healthiest for me is just to go with what feels right. And I'm happier than I've ever been, and I'm so glad that I've kind of, like, found myself in this place where I've experienced such tremendous growth because it's just very hard to ground yourself, and it's hard to, you know it's it's hard to make progress when you have social media perpetuating certain ideas that you see so often they're repeated right now like recently and i know it's such a bad time for me to like get 
addicted to social media and have my phone usage overall just like increase a lot (laughs) like during finals week is the last time you want to get addicted to tiktok like let me just say that and i literally cannot get myself off of my phone i don't know what it is and i like i ask myself like am i filling a void is there something absent in my life for which i'm like compensating filling in that time with tiktok perhaps like that could totally be like a viable kind of like justification for that i just don't know i don't know what it is i can't pinpoint it i think beyond those things like in general tiktok obviously is just like a very exciting app and like i (laughs) controversial i don't know i like the algorithm and i like that i get fed content that it's curated to my interests and like I mean, I'm a runner, and so actually, this year I picked up distance running, and I have a really weird story for how that happened. Like, it was pretty unusual. Basically, I was into working out, and, like, I really liked that feeling of, like, that hit of endorphins. I feel like I've had kind of, like, a on on and off, like, healthy and unhealthy relationship with working out, because... I think it started off with me just really being frustrated with how I felt about how I was feeling. (laughs) And like, I don't know. I think I just woke up every day and I was like, damn, like I feel like shit. I don't feel good. I want to improve my life. I want to improve my outlook on myself. And I want to make sure that I develop this dynamic of respect with myself. And it started with me taking accountability by getting up and moving. And I don't think my intentions were ever to necessarily see a direct change in how I looked, but something that definitely unfolded as a result of that was kind of as I got more into it and got addicted to like the results of working out, I liked that feeling of getting more toned and like being stronger. And overall, like, I think that it instilled in me that I really want to be strong in my life. And like, it feels so fantastic and like fulfilling, especially when you're a student and most of your day is spent with your head in the books, you know, like I am just sitting in a lecture hall, listening to professors day long, you know, and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to do that. You know, education is so important. And that's one of my strongest values. I'm so grateful that I'm able to get such a strong education and like apply that knowledge in my life to where it's useful. And so that maybe I can solve some issues prevalent in society and make kind of like prompt societal change. I think that's something that's very important to me. But besides that, you know, you sit all day long in lecture halls, it can get a bit redundant. So I found an outlet through working out and like, it was really exciting for me to just like have something to commit to every day. Um, And so I got addicted to it. But with that, I think I did get a little bit like hyper fixated. I got a bit hyper fixated at times when it came to looking in the mirror and just like being like, oh, you know, like how toned are my abs and stuff like that, like pretty shallow thoughts. And I had to really work out of that because at the end of the day, like 
working out only feels so good if you're truly feeling strong and like I found that like the healthiest way to do it is just not to focus on how you look but it's always going to be to focus on how you feel so I know that was a bit of a tangent but yeah one of my biggest passions is like working out and so I got a bit bored of the routine of working out and I was like wow well what can I change about my routine because I feel like I'm doing the same thing every day, you know, go to like, well, not go to school. Obviously, I like live on campus, but go to class every day, sit in a lecture hall in my in-between periods, get as much work as I can get done as physically possible before I really like burn out and feel exhausted. Um, maybe chat with a friend over lunch and then like, you know, pretty much that's like what my day consisted of. And it was like, go through that process and do it all over again, like go to bed and wake up and do the same thing again. I got bored of it. And I was almost sick of staring at the wall in a gym. You know, it can get so frustrating to like, be sitting in a gym and lifting weights. And like, I don't know, you just spend hours there. And you're just like, well, yes, this is great. Like I'm building strength, I'm burning, like, or that's not what I wanted to say, but I'm getting my heart rate up and you're like getting the blood pumping. It just feels like, wow, what am I doing? I'm stationary for the most part. You're not moving locations and it's just like a bit, if you're like me at any, you know, like it's understimulating, but overstimulating at the same time. It's a conundrum. But yeah, I got bored of it and I was like, let's get the frick outside. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do this thing. I think like for a few months I had seen on and off people on like TikTok, like runners specifically. I I remember seeing actually the like for the very first time. I feel like since childhood, obviously like the Boston Marathon is like most significant marathon of like all times. And like it's a dream of mine to run the Boston Marathon, but I think, like, I never really understood what it entailed as a kid. I think, like, growing up, I'd always be like, well, cool. Like, good for you. You can run a marathon. But I didn't really know mentally, like, how to fathom, like, what is 26.2 miles? Like, what does that even look like, you know? And I think, like, I didn't realize how impressive it is because, I mean, and it's not like I was necessarily surrounded by overly athletic parents or anyone in my life that was super into athletics I feel like the crowd I've always been around has been more like academics oriented than like books I mean sorry than like running and like lifting and playing a sport so on and so forth so I didn't really get what it meant to be a runner but I this year threw myself into running um and I loved it like I loved I say loved (laughs) I mean I I love it I'm actively running every week um I went from kind of this like and I don't recommend doing this because it's definitely the best way to get injured but I started by just kind of like you know going I think the first day I ever went on an outdoor run I was actually on vacation on Cape Cod and I was like well what better place to do this than vacation I was pretty attached to and scared of leaving the treadmill, mostly because I was worried about navigational issues. Like, am I going to get lost? What happens if I run and then I run out of steam? I'm so tired and then I can't get back. 
all of these like irrational fears were things looming in my mind. But it got to a point where I was like, I have to stop letting these fears control me and control them. Because at the end of the day, I can't limit myself from achieving the things I want to do in my life if I'm just going to be letting my fear dictate me. So I got outside. I got outside. I literally found a pair of like old crusty running shoes from the sixth grade, put those things on. I actually didn't even have like, I, I was afraid to run with that water, a like water bottle because I thought to myself, well, am I going to get dehydrated and then cramp and or get dehydrated and like freaking, I don't know, have a heart palpitation. Like I was just like, I don't want to have a stroke, a heat stroke, you know? Um, so I found like a shaker that I, my shaker that I used for like protein powder. And I literally was running with that thing in my hand, phone in hand, shaker in hand, no running belt, crusty old running shoes. And that was the gear that I used for the first time when I ever ran outside. Now, I actually have no clue how far I ran distance-wise. I don't know if it was like a mile. I don't, yeah, I actually have no clue. I think it might have been under a mile. I don't really know what like, I all I do know is that it was like a 40 minute walk, right? It was like a 40 minute walk. I don't know if it was a 40 minute walk there and back, but long story short, I feel like at most it might've been like two miles or something of the sort. I don't know how fast I was going. I think I was going relatively fast though. And I remember finishing that run feeling unbelievably accomplished and feeling like very proud of myself. It was a pretty hilly run too, but I ran to the beach and it was the most rewarding experience of my life. I was just like, whoa. Like, I get it. I get it. I'd never gotten it until I got it. (laughs) I was just like, how do, like, why do runners do what they do? And then I, I finally did it. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I told, I remember after my parents had woken up, because I woke up at like 6am to go on this run. I remember going to my parents at the bed and breakfast and being like, I can never run outside again. Like, I don't want to do this. because." Wait, what did I just say? Run indoors again? Run on... I I was thinking to myself, I don't want to run on the treadmill ever again. I need to run outdoors because that was amazing. I feel like my life was changed forever. Um, Now, I hate to bring it to myself and you, but I did let my fears get the best of me once more. And I thought, well, at least I can run shamelessly on vacation because I don't know anyone here. Like, if I look like a fool, if my legs are flying left and right, up and down, at least no one I know is watching me or recording me or anything. Like, I don't know. Like, there's no one around me that I know to judge me. And so I'm free. But I thought to myself, well, when I go home, which, like, I'm from New Jersey, when I go back to Jersey, like, what happens if I bump into someone I know and then I'm so embarrassed? You know what I'm saying? Like, what happens if, like, I'm running and then I just, like, see someone I went to freaking, like, I don't know, high school with and they're like, wow, like, he looks stupid. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's irrational. I know. I know. But anyways, I got over it. I got over those ridiculous thoughts. And my my brother actually is a runner, too. And 
I like went to him for advice because I was like, I need to start taking this seriously. I'm sick of being on that treadmill and I want to like start to experience life. I want to see the sights of this beautiful world. I want to experience the world. I want to breathe that air. I want that blood to pump through my body and I want to just feel human again. And I feel like for a long time, I know that sounds ridiculous, but for a very long time, I was concerned because I was like, I don't know, like, I I just felt kind of empty. Does that make sense? Like, I felt empty. And I was just, I, I was, like, sick of it, you know? I turned to running to find myself out of that. And I found myself in a place where I've experienced, like, the most growth I've ever experienced in my life. And I never expected to find something I love so much. Like, I just never expected it. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to cut the story short just because, like, um, I don't want to bore you. But long story short, I found distance running. I went from doing, like, pretty much, like, a few miles a week. Maybe, like, I don't even know, like, two miles to 25 to 30 and... Basically, I decided within like the first three weeks of running that I was going to run a half marathon. So my friend Ruby was someone that introduced me to running and like she was one of the main people I looked up to um, and like she inspired me a lot to get into running. And so I went on a run with her one day too. And this was like at the very start of my running career. And I was like actually really anxious. I don't think she knows this. I was so scared to run with her because I was like, well, first of all, I just got into running on my own. I can barely, barely do it on my own without feeling like I'm dying. So how in the world am I going to do it with another person and feel normal? And I was actually completely fine. And I think that was the biggest step in my running career that I took, like running with another person and actually going like at a decent pace, being able to hold a conversation while at a relatively fast pace taught me that I was capable and I kind of have never gone back. I ended up actually running the half marathon, my first ever half sub two hours. I was very proud of myself. I think my official time was one hour and 49 minutes. So close to an eight minute pace. And now my threshold pace has gotten even faster. I can run like threshold pretty comfortable pace uh, at seven minutes and 30 seconds a mile so very proud of myself but my goal is to kind of shave that time down maybe do like a six minute 30 second mile in the next year I don't know if I'll be able to do it it's actually kind of hard I feel like you kind of hit a wall at a certain point and you plateau when it comes to running but that feeling is so addicting and it never goes away that that hit of endorphins and like it trains discipline and you have something to feel proud of every day but uh yeah i mean beyond that like it's always also it's instilled in me that i need to take care of myself and like need to treat myself properly and get the rest i need and like go to bed on time eat right you know do the things that will make you feel good so that when you know when i do my runs i'm performing my best but also when I'm living my life, I'm feeling the most energized. So that's where I am. I'm kind of slaying, not going to lie. 
kind of enjoying my last few days in Ithaca before I'm back home in Jersey. And you best believe the ritual is the moment I'm back in Jersey, every single time I go and get myself a fat bagel, like the biggest bagel you can think of. Imagine just a warm, soft, nice, chewy ass bagel. That's what I want. And that's what I'm going to go get. So (laughs) that said, um, I mean, yeah, I don't even know, like, I'm just so excited to go home, and I know that, like, it can feel like a drag. If any of you listening right now are still taking finals, um, I just want to wish you the best of luck, and I want you to know that you got this, and you're gonna, you're gonna eat, you're gonna devour, and I know that you, you got it in the bag, like, you've done the work, you've prepped, and all you gotta do is perform. I know it's not as easy as it sounds, but just make sure that you're fueling properly. I feel like something that a lot of college students tend to neglect in a time like finals is eating, actually. I feel like people just don't want to make the time to eat. And like, I think that it's easy to forget that you have to fuel yourself right during finals. And so that's another thing, just for all my girls out there who might be struggling with that. Know that you deserve to be fueled. So don't ever forget that. Um, And on another note, I think something that has been on my mind is like the holiday season. I don't know if any of you guys have been feeling this, but I feel like ever since I was a kid, like the holidays have never hit the same, but I'll still always have such a profound love for the holiday season in my heart. And that's just because I'm a sucker for living, you know? I know that sounds like a cliche, but I just love being alive and like I love living, I love experiencing the world and I'm at the end of the day, like I'm just someone who loves being alive. I love living and like, I don't know. I know that sounds freaking like, I don't know. It sounds stupid, but I just love experiencing life and the holidays are a romanticization of that. You know, the holidays are an opportunity to be shamelessly happy and like have no reason to be sad. And I know that for a lot of people, it's a hard time and a lot of people, and I, I don't think I ever really acknowledged it until I was actually listening to other, a few other podcasts that I really love. I love Leo Skeppy's podcast, Aware and Aggravated. I listen to it every week, like for ages and ages. I've been listening to it. Um, Generally speaking, I mean, he had an episode where he was discussing how hard it can be to get through the holiday season. And I think it didn't occur to me that people associate the holidays, or some people at least, circumstantially associate the holidays with the loss of a loved one and kind of like spending time alone and sitting alone with your thoughts and being lonely, or maybe they broke up with someone. And I just think, like, for me, I never really looked at it like that. I, have always just thought of the happy parts of the holidays and like the parts that you think of when you're a kid that like are so exciting like the color the colored lighting on you know wrapped around trees and like the I don't know just snow sitting on trees like huge snowstorms and getting snowed in and schools canceled snow days like I vividly remember being in middle school 
and any time there might have been snow forecasted, the way we all like ran to like snow day calculator. I loved, oh my gosh, I don't know what it was about it. The thrill of seeing the chance of a snow day, even if it was completely inaccurate. And I remember praying like it would be like, oh, expected forecast of like two, like 0.2 inches of snow. And yet my ass was like, yes, 80% chance snow day because snow calcul- the snow day calculator said so. And I don't know. I don't think it was always right, but when it was right, that was a moment of celebration. And so we have the sunroom in my house where like it's pretty much like glass um, as a ceiling. And so you get all this light and it's just beautiful. Um, And it's my favorite part of my house. And when it would snow, it would get covered in a blanket of snow and it would get all nice and like kind of cool tone lighting. And the best feeling was just like sitting under a snow covered roof during a snowstorm. I don't know what it is. It just hits completely different. I felt like I was in like a lo-fi study video. Um, (laughs) I, I know I sound crazy. I do sound crazy sometimes, but I'm just overall very excited for the holidays this year. And it definitely doesn't hit the same as when we were kids, but like, I can still say that I love it. And I am just so excited to cozy up and like watch holiday movies and like drink hot cocoa. And I've been listening to lots of Christmas music and like remixes of music. Sabrina Carpenter actually released like, I think like a mini Christmas exclusive. Like, I don't know if it's an album, but like a series of songs that she like did on spinoffs of a few like releases recently. And those have been actually devouring Taylor Swift's uh, Christmas music from like the past has been amazing to listen to. And so what I recently discovered is, and I know I'm late on this and I know that like, he's actually a huge artist. I just am literally like, I don't know, behind, but Morgan Wallen, I've always wanted to be a country listener. And I know that sounds a little Delulu, but I kind of love the country music vibe. It's like a little relaxing. I don't know. I ran to it today. So I like, I went on a, a, uh, what is it called? I I did like a progression run where I started slower and went progressively faster at two intervals. And so like I ended really fast and I just started listening to Morgan Wallen and Noah Khan and like that just hit like, oh my gosh, the runner's high I got. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it slapped. Um, But anyways, I'm so happy to meet you. And you probably all know me already. Um, If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're probably a friend that I've told to listen to my podcast. And overall, I'm just so excited for this new chapter of life. Um, And I'm excited to like write down New Year's reflections. I can't believe 2023 is almost coming to an end. And I think something I definitely want to do as an episode in the future that you might be able to look out for is talk about like setting New Year's resolutions and if you should do it, how you should go about it, what that might look like, and just overall like how to kind of look back on your year and maybe realign yourself or commend yourself for all that you've accomplished. But yeah, that's what to expect from me going forward. 
I don't know exactly where this podcast is headed, but all to say, I'm so excited that I finally pulled the trigger on it and done it. Um, and I'm excited to like really get into it, make some graphics for my podcast's Instagram. Um, be sure to follow my podcast's Insta. It's called Circling Back Podcast on Insta. Um, if you can't find it, just search my name up at Adam Senzon on Instagram and it's in my bio. And I will catch you at the next episode. Alrighty, see you later.